everyone. Welcome to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Well, we've got a great episode lined up for you guys this week. This is, we're going to be interviewing Vanessa Montgomery. And we're going to be talking about the Queer Astrology Conference that's happening this weekend, July 10th to 12th, online summit. Now, eh, you know what, I'm cishet right now, I'm not really interested, but, um, you know, I'm straight, whatever, it doesn't really apply to me, it sounds cool, but, you know, not for me. No, 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 come back, come back, you want to hear this conversation. This is a really super vital conversation that's meant for all of us, and we're going to find out why. So, um, Vanessa, um, by way of introduction, also known as Astro All Stars, stars with a Z, um, she is a professional counseling astrologer, a teacher, a writer, and the author of Star Power, A Simple Guide to Astrology for the Modern Mystic, right? This is something that we all, everybody could use one of these, right? Um, breaks it down into plain English, but keeps beautifully spiritual. So, you know, girl after my own heart, what can I say? So um, she mixes practical essentials with grounded cosmic intel. Isn't that juicy? I just love it. From personal shine to enlightenment and the oneness that unites us. She is the astrologer for Glamour magazine in the U.S., uh, Wim.com, and a second book. She's got another book coming out um, with an eye on queer feminist language. You know, that's her passion. And her motto is free your mind, own your power, create your world. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to Vanessa Montgomery. Hello, Vanessa. Hi, Erliana. How are you? I am great. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills just, just saying all that. I, I, have, I have, like, the hair on my arms and legs is, like, standing up. So, girl, you got some mojo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just think, wow, at this late stage in life, you just got to give it your all and give it your best. So, why not come out with all guns blazing? I'm a fire sign. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I figure it's time to light it up and astrology and the world seems ready for all this sort of thing. So let's go. Yeah, let's totally go. And let's take everybody with us. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's why we're doing it. That's definitely why I'm doing it. It's my, yeah, align with humanitarian and social causes. Yeah. So um, there's this conference sounds um, oh my God, here come the chills again. And, and I, those, I, you know, they call them truth bumps. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and we, all right. So uh, one of, it's, it's so funny. One of my clients who's a transgender activist, mm -hmm. he just emailed me right now, just as we're talking. So th this is, this is why I'm telling everybody, people, this is an important conversation. Right? A fire on it. <laughs> absolutely absolutely the like the bonfire's on already so yeah why not get up to speed with languaging and open up our concepts and I just figure astrology is such a great tool and framework for doing that with so in order to do that I'll just jump right into it in order to do yeah. that you know we've got to drag astrology into you know contemporary you know society as well like I just think a lot of it's still really steeped in the past and we're really changing our paradigm now everything is changing so why not uh change that also to reflect you know something that's more supportive and I think with this conference I'm really excited about it as well it's something quite in some ways different for me also because it's just really pushing at the edge of, edge of the envelope, I think, and amplifying voices that we don't really hear, especially in mainstream astrology that's perhaps gotten even more mainstream and we can't really create unless we're going to get to the edge. And you just mentioned off um, before the interview, you've got Uranus in your 10th house. And I just think this is a really Uranian edge, actually. That's where uh, things change from. So yeah, I'm actually really, even if I wasn't speaking in this, I would be super keen just to hear the conversations, to be quite honest. Like the titles and the topics just look so interesting, just things you just you rarely get to see or hear. So 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get like each one is a gem and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. This and what's so cool is of course it's all gonna be recorded. So if if people can't make it live, okay, well of course it's fabulous live, but you know, we, we have this and um yeah, it's vital. But um go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, I was just going to say um yeah, like it's I do encourage people to just jump onto the website and have a look actually just at the titles and the little blurb underneath the titles. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to bring up some of the um let me see where's the uh yeah, like the um the programming. Here it is. I'm I've got the site up in front of me cuz I the the most unbelievably uh, the, the titles here um the Astrology of Abolition, Pluto as Destruction and Reconstruction. Yeah. Uh, there's a Black Astrologer's Rainbow Roundtable. Yeah. Oh God, here. <clears throat> yeah, and these are conversations that when do you ever get to hear um, insights, you know, from these voices? So I'm, I think it's really exciting. There was also recently, it's on YouTube if anyone wants to have a listen, uh, for Juneteenth, a Black Astrologers Roundtable. Really interesting. And I just felt really lucky to be able to hear these voices talk with each other about, you know, insights that I would never have access to personally. So um, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a similar situation with this conference and the roundtables that they're having as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because mm. we can we can talk concept all we want. We can look at charts and counsel uh, our clients and, and it's it's great. But like this is where it lives, you know, in, yeah. in a dialogue amongst us. That's right. And but people sharing their yeah lived experience are uh, using this as a tool and uh, hearing from astrologers being able to use the language and align it with their actual lived experience is really exciting. Yes, connecting the dots. Yeah, right? yep. There's a couple of more titles that are just, you know, I mean, all of them are phenomenal. Uh, one of them is um, Casting Stones, Ancient wor Ancestral Work in Traditional Astrology. Uh, there's another one called Clerics, Shamans, Medicine Women. Um, there's another called How to Survive Your 20s Using Astrology. I think that one everybody can, can relate to. <laughs> exactly. Astrology in my 20s. I was, <clears throat> when I learned astrology, I was like, oh, my God, if I have only known this in, you know, in my 20s, I came to it later in life. But I'm like, oh my God, I, there's all these idiots that I did and I, I could have avoided so many mistakes. Oh, my God. oh look, don't beat yourself up. I did find it in my twenties, but it just, it's such a big system. And I think it really takes time to truly learn it through experience. So yeah, if I could go back knowing what I know now, right. But, you know, at least we found it now and have had enough time to grow into it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I want to um, talk about the one, the uh, first, uh, just a little bit about you, more about you and your background, yep. and then I want to dive into the um, the workshop you're holding, and you're also holding a roundtable, so that's so exciting. Congratulations. It's, I understand this is your first roundtable discussion. Well, I thought it was a roundtable, but actually it's a fireside chat. <laughs> I think they're oh. all, I think they're all American oh. terms, <clears throat> so I'm not really right. sure what the difference is. <laughs> I'm Australian. But, um, yeah, it's more of a chat apparently, but that's good too. I'm actually uh, speaking with uh, lining up Moon Rabbit for that next because I haven't spoken to her before, so looking forward to that. Yeah, a fireside chat. Uh, it's intergenerational, cross-cultural women's fireside chat. So I'm talking to Hilary, who is the only out astrologer in Italy. I think that's a bit wow. of a – I think that's the headline there. And uh, wow. yeah, who's newer to astrology and also having come out a little later in life as well. And then we have Moon Rabbit who came out in 1974 and has practiced astrology for a really long time. So yeah, I think she'll have a lot to share with us. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's mind boggling when you said about the Italian astrologer, because you realize just as, as a result, like our, you know, what I'm present to as you share that, Vanessa, is how, you know, one small act can just ripple out o over and over and affect generations. And like just for her standing up and being the only one in this moment, do you realize what a what a tsunami that's going to unleash? And she could have all these other people coming out as as astrologers or just LGBTQ 
IA, you know, like just just unleashing this torrent of light. I mean, that's that's outrageous. It's great, isn't it? That's what I was saying. Wow, that's a headline, Hillary. <laughs> Even if people don't step out out as obviously, you know, they can pick up like, oh, it's someone else is doing this. It's okay. Or yeah, in some other way that's perhaps non-traditional. I was surprised. Right. I was actually surprised to hear that. I know perhaps in some ways Italy isn't so progressive, but that was less than I thought actually. Well, yeah, yeah, that was, it was pretty shocking. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, the, uh, the power of this conference is, and what I love too is that it's like, as they said on the, you know, they own it on the, on the front page of the Queer Astrology Conference 2020 uh, website is um by the way if you're listening and you want to pull this up as you're chatting with us it's uh, qac.queerastrology.com and that is the website and and it says here um the first thing it says is welcome please join us as we continue querying what queer astrology conference is so it's like nobody has it all figured out and we're just gonna dive in and find out and we're in the unknown so come on join us like, <laughs> oh my god that's That is right. And I think that's probably one of the things that this offers is, you know, when you were saying, you know, what is queer, what is queer astrology? You know, my answer is that, well, I'm, I'm having to take a step back and ask that question as well. And I think that it gives us a creative space, actually. And when I was at university, I was studying design and my favorite uh, professor was a design lecturer uh, in design history. And I just, what he taught me was actually less about design and more about uh, being creative and being a creator, like constructing things. And I think that's what we're doing now. And he just said, you know, he really, he was very Uranian, actually. He just really encouraged us to be extremely creative and not just, just, not just kind of fold back on the past all the time and regurgitate things, but really get out and start creating and, and forge ahead and plow new ground or blaze new trails. And he said, as long as you can explain your thought process, why, why you're doing this, what it is, and um, connect the dots that way, that's all I need to mark your paper. And um, yeah, he just really encouraged wow. creativity in an environment where it actually, you'd think it would be creative, but it wasn't. I think they were overcompensating a little bit being a university degree doing fashion and textile design. But I bring that to astrology and I do believe that's what a lot of people in this uh, queer community are doing. It's just like, how can we open this up actually? You know, you don't need to be able to find the proof of something that someone's already done because if you do that you're not creating anything new and our world is opening up thankfully and changing so we need to change with it you know like we mm-hmm. yeah so super- i mean you know even the i'm uh, just thinking about the acronym you know poc which you we've been seeing for several years people of color and now like only Honestly, I haven't seen this in, until when the George Floyd, um, you know, tragedy happened. And then I started seeing the um, the uh, the acronym BIPOC. Yes. So I don't know if people say BIPOC or just whatever, but Black and Indigenous Peoples of Color. Yeah, I think they're saying BIPOC. It, yeah, BIPOC. Mm. So that is another facet. So it's just, it's such a rich assortment of of, of there's so many facets to this and it's it's just fascinating and i love the fact that um the queer astrology conference has it builds itself as astrology's first majority bipoc and non-male identifying conference yeah ever. yeah isn't that amazing and i had to read that twice because i was thinking surely surely there's been conferences with um majority women i don't i don't know i know i haven't seen that many people of color or indigenous in astrology and even younger people i haven't seen so much of you know i go to conferences here in australia and it's really the the pluto and leo generation holding the flag you know and running with it and i think they're getting to the point of they're just like come on someone someone take the take the flag you know we we're, we're packing our bags up yeah yeah so what, what about like being an like um have you ever met any aboriginal um astrologers uh, do you call them aboriginal or is there another name yeah aboriginal for native australian definitely aboriginal i haven't met any actually I have. I don't know many astrologers actually where I live of of any anything. 
it's quite quiet here where I used to live in Melbourne. Uh, that's really rich with astrology there. No, it's mostly from what I have seen, it's like the Pluto and Leo are white Australians, mostly women, a few guys, mostly women, and that's it. And it's I think a, a lot of the younger kids are getting in online and that's where a lot of uh, people of colour are as well because I think, well, I'm wondering if, if more... Well, in Australia, it's different to America, I think, like Aboriginal population. It's not as integrated. Like I don't know any Aboriginal people. I never really see any Aboriginal people. It's it's different. It's definitely different here. You, yeah. you know, at my school where I grew up, I think we had three Aboriginal kids in maybe in my year. That was it. High school one. Yeah, different, different history, different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's um, let's move into if you if you uh, wouldn't mind. Um, I'd love to hear well a little bit about your background. How just fascinated. I always love to ask people, how did you get into astrology? And then we can talk about the the workshop you're leading and maybe give us a little hint about what's to come. And I, I think that would be um, really. In- I'd love to hear all about that. So, just curious, how did you get into? <laughs> well, uh, I was living in London, and a friend had uh, this—is it Susan White? I think it is. Book Chinese Western signs, so it combined the sun sign with the uh, Chinese sign. So I'm a Sagittarius year of the pig, and I was like, "Wow, this is really accurate. This is amazing." And I read everyone's, and it seemed to be. Uh, pretty accurate just from those two little bits of information and mine was down right down to you know Sagittarius pig will have a creative desk in the middle of the living room and I had had a creative desk right in the middle of my room for years even when I was still at home at my parents so I was just like wow that's incredible and then Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah like how that's you know and everyone because I looked up so many people like like I was just hooked from there I was in and um, then a friend was studying when I was back in Melbourne at one of the best schools probably the best in Australia and I just found it fascinating what she was talking about and the insight she was getting about people from astrology the depth of it otherwise I wouldn't have known that there was more and she got to a point where I didn't understand what she was saying. She was literally speaking another language, the symbolic, <laughs> the symbolic language of astrology. And I'm like, right, I have to start learning this language because I can't understand you anymore and I really want to. So I, <laughs> I started and, you know, it was just so fascinating. So that was, that was it. And it's just been on like, you know, when you're into astrology, you're really into it. So that's what I've been like yeah. for that was, uh, I think that was around 1990 five or six so it's right. it's been a long time <laughs> the rest is history yeah yep astrological history so watching the cycles looking up everyone's chart when I see a movie I'll be like oh who's that actor or who's that about I need to look them up or I'll think you know I watched the movie walk the line about Johnny Cash I'm thinking oh that's such a Pisces statement I bet he's a Pisces I need to look it up and Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, yep, yeah, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> and, yeah, just starting to recognise archetypes and keywords in the way people will talk about things and, sure enough, it does correlate with their astrology or their transits of the time. It's amazing, as you know. Mm, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I even even the very content of the website here, the Queer Astrology Conference, the same thing. It's like, well, we're still we're still figuring this out. It's like, oh, that's just so mercury, like, like Quicksilver, you know, let's go here, let's go there, let's check this out, you know, it's <laughs> playful and spirited and um, curious. And it's like, wow, like, like it's, it's the very, the content, the form and the content are one. So it's, it's really neat. But so uh, what are you going to be talking about? Tell us about this, um, your schedule and, uh, and all that good stuff. Yes. Well, oh, I have to check the times, but the whole thing, well, I'll just talk about, about my mind first. I'm just going to bring it up here. I'm talking about uh, ditching, well, my talk's called Ditching the Gender Binary and Pronouns in Astrology, and that's uh, 
because I think there's a real gender bias. And I've noticed there's three other speakers that look like they're going into that area as well. So I'm really keen to look at theirs. But I think the most obvious for me when we're talking about, well, what can I bring to queer astrology? It's get rid of that gender binary. You know, it's mm-hmm. based on, you know, myths and times where, you know, genders weren't equal and there was a gender divide, which isn't necessary if you ask me, you know, we're whole people. And my view on it is, you know, we all have a sun in our chart. If we're women, we have a Mars, we have all the what's traditionally known as masculine planets. And, you know, I'll sit in lectures and hear, especially with the guys talking, you know, I I sat in on one uh, digital webinar. So he's a really good astrologer and I can't fault his astrology. I really enjoyed the talk, except that he was saying, you know, talking about the sun as the king, as the male, as the male principle. And he, and, you know, I'm just sitting there feeling in, kind of insulted actually mm-hmm. and not, right. not honoured. And, you know, it just, I don't, you know, you could say, oh, you detach from that. It's for everyone, but it's not. It sends a really strong message that, no, that's he. And it, it really works in with the gender division that we have that, you know, say we're talking about Mars, which is being assertive and being sometimes aggressive and going for it and being a bit self-interested as well with that Mars. And when women display those traits, we get a big slap back from it. And it's not considered feminine because it's masculine and therefore not attractive. So how can you be a good woman and fit into society, not own your Mars? That doesn't work for me personally and it doesn't work for a lot of my clients who are young millennial women, especially with that son situation. You know, that's I I find them, you know, I'm actually using less astrolo- less and less in my sessions and more and more basically coaching and empowerment um, counseling own your sun own your mars like own your shine yeah. yeah so for me that's why i decided this topic is the number one thing to go for and have a chat about mm, so, yeah it sounds good yeah, yeah a lot of um contemplation for people and uh and how and i see i'm seeing here it says how the use of language myth and archetype in astrology is a vehicle for social evolution because it's it's not it's always a work in progress absolutely and it's really about becoming aware of how we use language and the the myths and archetypes that we use to mirror ourselves on you know and reflect our world and if where if we can change them up, it helps us kind of reflect back something else as well. So uh, I think by taking that gender out and everyone being able to identify with the archetype that is the sun or the Mars and not make it he and a male warrior, you know, make it, you know, turn it around and make it she and a female warrior or just make it uh, something that's even more modern because we don't really have gladiators running around the streets these days anyway. <laughs> I'm sure some people wish that we did because they were big spunks, but uh, apart from... Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so we do have one running around in Australia. I'll give you that. And he's an Aries, so that fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's classic. Perfect for him. Yeah. But we all love to see Charlize Theron running around like a gladiator too, big fiery Leo. So, yeah, I think it just the easiest thing for us is just to ditch those pronouns and start using things like in my book I have really practised this myself. So in my book, Star Power, I used uh, yin and yang for, you know, rather than say feminine, I say yin. It is the feminine or yin signs, uh, the water and earth, they're more receptive. And the more what's usually called yang, oh, sorry, masculine, I'll just say yang, it's externalizing, it needs to push out. Like the sun and Mars are super yang, you know, Venus. Yeah, the moon is reasonably yin, except what if you've got moon in Aries or Venus in Aries? They're not yin. (laughs) Right. They're they're reactive. (laughs) They want to push out. So it's, yeah, then it's the signs, the signs that are water or earth-based yeah receptive or not so it's quite easy to do it's just a habit it's habit forming I actually looked back 
it, because I've been teaching and I went over my old notes from when I first learnt and I did a little essay on the earth signs and I was saying he for Capricorn and I'm so embarrassed looking back at that. Because, and my, te- right. my teacher, who is a woman, one of my teachers, she corrected them and said she, she, she. And that's what I usually do when I read. I cross out everything in my mind and write she or I turn things around on their heads. So, yeah, that was embarrassing to see that I did that. It's, it's been a little journey for me as well of habit, you know, which yeah, is so ingrained. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, we've all been in that soup, you know, and now absolutely. We're and we've all got the same trip, you know. I've got, although I've got, you know, one friend I used to watch, she had a really uh, strong alpha yang mother. And so she was died in, in, you know, the wool that was dyed oh, in that dye. I've just lost my saying here, but she would, she really modeled a different way for me. And I was just like, how, how are you like this? How have you managed to be like this? And she just told me about her mom. And I'm like, yep, there it is. You just been brought up so differently. And she just had less hurdles in that way to have to break through. So it was interesting to watch, but most of us, yeah, we have to consciously do it. And that's the same thing that's coming up for a lot of people uh, with Black Lives Matter and what that's bringing up. You know, it's so important to catch and become aware of ingrained biases um, that we not only apply to other people, but when we do, it shows us, you know what, you're applying that to yourself as well in life, if you're applying it to someone else. So they're being a mirror for you to catch yourself out. Yeah, and we are all getting ripped off, and that's what. Yeah, when when we have uh, when we are unconscious and we participate in these this social conditioning, all of us. It's not just black and indigenous people of color. It's everyone. White people get deprived. The everyone loses. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I've actually been um, noticing. There's a few more of the boys that you know. Even in this talk, Michael Barwick, he's doing gender, sect, and essential dignity. That's the title of his. So he's looking at how in traditional astrology sect, um, which we don't really use in modern astrology, but it's interesting thought. You know, it's the night and day charts. Of course, the day, of course, the day is called masculine and the night sect is called feminine. So I'm really keen to look at his breakdown too of that. You know, he says he confronts their traditional gender normative biases. And I am just all up for that. Yeah, because the boys get ripped off too. Like this is something I did want to share here, you know, because I live in a beautiful beachside suburb. There's lots of little surfy people around and the boys, a lot of the boys are are more feminine, like their hair's longer. They've got that beach hair. They're just beautiful. They're like healthy and tanned and the little boys too, like they're more beautiful than some of the girls. And what I'm seeing is they're reclaiming their Venus. Mm, and they are beautiful and I just I love seeing that it makes me so happy because it also releases women from having to carry that Venus for men that aren't owning theirs and having to live it through a woman you know it it frees everyone I'm like five planets in Sagittarius I'm all about freedom and that's yeah yeah, (laughs) that is a real vehicle to freedom and liberation you know when you're not when you're not repressing something in your else yourself and trying to uh, project it onto and live it out through someone else, you you free them and you free yourself. So I think right. that, that releasing all that fear that that was socially conditioned into them, like afraid of yeah. Being, uh, that part of themselves it's like oh no let's go let's go let's yeah go. absolutely or that's sissy or that's too feminine if you're a guy you know they get all their hair cut off like they they you know they lose their beauty and that's a shame and uh women are having to kind of like it's unbalanced especially these days like women are having to amplify this you know it's almost like you know we're talking about you know a lot of trans rights and there's a trans awareness coming and i'm like well there's a lot of women that are getting pushed into like being like a trans woman like trying to meet this construct that is uh completely unattainable you know and it's just kind of on the same spectrum and yeah i think that gender bias cuts through everything much deeper or gender divide than than we even realize because we're so in the box 
So yeah, mm-hmm. this is a way to get out of it. And yeah, so in my talk, I'm I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about well, how can you practically do that? How can you practically language things like in a reading? Mm-hmm. And when is it useful to actually use the pronouns? Because I think it is. And I'll quickly share a bit a moment of that with my thoughts with my second book. That's at that's actually at the printers now. I, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I'm really happy with it. It's very beautiful. Lots of lovely illustrations as well. But I was thinking, you know, for this one, at first I thought I'm not going to use any pronouns. Like in Starstruck, all the planets, oh, sorry, Star Power, all the planets are, I just said it. Uh, but in this one, I felt like I was, if I did that for everything, I felt like women weren't even having their moment to embody like what does it feel like when you see she associated with strength and mars or the sun or aries like we need to embody that and feel what that feels like before we make that jump in some ways so i did mix Mm. i mixed it up with that some things were just neutral and some things i said she and really purposefully did that that was sick yeah i know coming out of the cancer capricorn um eclipse axis you know about embodying this matriarchal matrilineal is the word that came up for me as you were speaking you know to to connect with the, the divine feminine and and anchor that like how how about having that as a foundation because then it can it can include all of that but it will certainly honor the, the divine feminine absolutely and yeah, like I I don't even use, I guess, divine feminine or, or masculine. It's just like, yeah, kind of like goddess or God or woman, like just say woman, you know. It's, it's interesting. But, yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading about the old myths and the myths under the myths, like where did those Greek and Roman myths come from? Like, and they've all come through those more matriarchal societies. So what did they look like then? How did they slowly start to turn around? And because we base our astrology so much on those Greek myths and, you know, we keep grounding back into a culture that kind of hated women, you know, it was so unequal in ancient Greece. Like women, a lot of women weren't even fed well. They had pretty much no rights and they were pretty much locked up in the home. And that's what we're using to inform our, our, I guess, perceptions through astrology today. So that framework does need to be updated. Yeah, and, and women, there were no women astrologers and, you know, going way back into the ancient Greek. And, you know, if you go back, you didn't, you never heard of anybody, um, a woman astrologer. It just, it just didn't exist, you know, or they were, they were just not known to history, I should say. Yeah, yeah, her story. And if that was, I guess, well, they, yeah, I don't even think they were educated in ancient Greece very well. Although, across just across the way in Crete, at the same time, things were quite different. So, I've been reading into that. And yeah, even before that, you know, the priestesses or like the people with knowledge, all the knowledge uh, of astrology, of medicine that were teaching, of, you know, that were you know the judge and the jury it was all women and one thing that I thought was interesting that continues today is that when men started you know being allowed to come into these traditions they would have to dress as women and um, even today we still have uh, you know popes and priests are dressed in a dress you know that's a hangover from way back then apparently so it seems interesting Mm. Mm. wow yeah you this is this is a fascinating conversation i'm so glad we're having (laughs) how how important it is for the world's ready for this you know i think so i think so and i just saw actually someone tag me in on a comment on someone else's post on instagram and it was a young, much younger girl and she was just, she was talking all about this. She's like, you know, get rid of the bias. And she had this whole post about it. And I'm just like, yep, it's starting to happen. And I'm, you know, so glad to see that those little fires starting everywhere. And yeah, each, each woman that's like just speaks up about it and says, you know what, just ditch it. You know, there's awareness. And then there's really the, uh, the main thing is to practice with it, like practice that and model it for other people, show them this is how it's done and put it into use. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think about how the um, the acceleration of this just went up tenfold um, in with the Saturn Pluto conjunction uh, this year. And and even with in the last couple of months with Black Lives Matter and um, George Floyd and, and that movement just, choom, you know, it just went it went wild. It's all over the world. And the, the walls are falling faster than, you know, when you look out in the world and you see, you know, Netflix adding um, a, a kind of, I don't know what the exact wording, but it's like a Black Lives Matter, you know, black voices, you know, in, in that whole thing. Uh, NASA naming their center in Jacksonville after Mary Jackson, uh, who is the woman in Hidden Figures, who is the NASA. Oh, team. wow. Fascinating. Yep. That's like it's just one thing after another. I mean, I, I, I've stopped keeping track because it's just happening so oh, fast. So exciting. And how it's is, um, I actually think one thing I'm quite excited about as well uh, is knocking off, no, knocking over the statues of, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. yeah, like how offensive is that if you, you, yeah, like these people had, they had people enslaved. They did horrible, bad things. Like, I think, yeah, toss that statue in the lake. I just love it. Yeah, yeah, just toss that thing into the river. and <laughs> Get rid of it. And, yeah, let's honour people that have done good things and, you know, been a service to society and humanity. Let's honour that. And, uh, yeah, on a, yeah, that's so, so exciting as well about I, I actually loved that movie. I thought that was really insightful. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's know, rapid. Last year, I I had done actually two podcast episodes of this a year ago. My friend and I went to Washington DC. We did this road trip and it was outrageous and um we went to the um, African American Museum of History and Culture and that to me was one of the that was probably the most outrageous experience I've ever had in a museum and I've been to museums all over the world. The, the finest you know every and I was blown away we were we were like we left there with our jaws like hanging open it, it was not a museum it was an experience but it made it just woke us up so much faster and I you know one of the things I mentioned was um you know they, they talked about Thomas Jefferson and I think everybody it was common knowledge that he had children with one of his slaves Sally Hemings and he they said that he kept his children his children were enslaved the black children that he he fathered were enslaved. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! And then they have this this gorgeous memorial on the Potomac River, and it's um and it's on the back of the nickel, the U.S. nickel. Yeah. And it and you know he's on the you know currency, and I'm like, wait a minute, why don't we take that? It's a very a goddessy looking, fabulous you know Greek temple marble and why don't we just like take his statue out? Let's put in you know like Harriet Tubman. Yes. <laughs> Let's honor her and, you know. Yeah, and change. change. And it doesn't that just, you know, just doing that, it, changing these figureheads changes everything. It just is such a different focus for what's important and that's why I think it is really important to set up, you know, these points of focus and change them. And, and, yeah. and I, I even, I've even started thinking, you know what, I'm really fine if we just took all these white men off the freaking currency, the U.S. <laughs> currency, just, just, you know, just, just get, you know, they've had the stage for 240 something years. Like, can you just like, just move over and we'll put in, you know, Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and, you know, uh, I mean, all of these women, like, let's just do black women. Okay. And, and we can, I agree. We'll, I agree. We'll just, just change it, you know, and like. You all you got to do is just stop the press, you know, make change out the be done with it. And there's there's no bureaucracy involved, people. It's very simple, you know, and it's like, wow, what a you know, how cool is that? But OK, that that may take a little time to accomplish. But at least right now we have our um, we have our astrology leading the way um, the queer astrology conference. You know, we're opening up all these conversations um, in, in uh, so many places. So uh, I, I, it probably will take less time than, than I had imagined. And I, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So. Well, I guess, you know, change can happen rapidly and that's that Uranian kind of change, isn't it? Shock of the new, but it can happen really quickly and there's no reason, you know, that it can't. But I think with, you know, these things we do, it's, it is about empowerment and we do have to do it ourselves rather than wait wait around for the guys to do it you know it's like people of color step up and do it you're not you know don't feel overwhelmed women you know you're the majority 
gender in the world step up and and take your power and just step into it and I think that's the the biggest hurdle is that that um, just psychologically breaking through these ingrained boundaries and borders you know yes like you had the power all like like dorothy with her red slippers the red shoes yes. <laughs> you know it's like guess what you you, you could always have done this yes. you didn't have to wait for somebody else to validate you yes right? that's what's so exciting yeah just... and you're on chorus i i'm sorry go ahead i oh, know you, you go um, the Uranus and Taurus, what I love about that is it, since in the last two years, and of course, we've got several years to go, is we took the, the gay rights, gay marriage, you know, the, the Supreme Court ruling in the states. We, we've, um, you know, when Uranus was in Aries and it was this individual <clears throat> breaking free, LGBTQIA, gender fluid, non-binary, it all emerged and now that that's out, then Uranus and Taurus is making it practical. And it's, yes. it's saying these, these values are here to stay. And these are our new values for everybody. And we, we're grounding what we just broke through. We're now we're grounding it yep. into our practical, essential everyday life. Absolutely. And that to me is so exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I would put that partially down to, to that Neptune in Pisces just dissolving and yeah, just opening things up with that dissolving and making way for things to to change. And right. in, yeah, like that fluidity. So I think that queer umbrella fits into this because it's just such an all-encompassing fluid umbrella of everything apart from, you know, the stereotypical binary. You know, it's everything else mm-hmm. that is coming through and not being so separate with all these specific labels, you know, and classified. It's like, well, you know, because at first I was thinking, yeah, what is queer? Like if I say I'm queer, that doesn't actually say much except that I'm alternative, I suppose. But I think it's that unity in numbers and it brings the collective together in a certain way, the alternative collective actually, and that's what's so important about it. Right, people being validated. Yeah, and finding like an umbrella to bring you together. Like I think with that Neptune in Pisces, it's all about that unity. You know, I've been reading a lot of history and the the main thing that I keep noticing is, you know, divide and conquer has been the number one tool for just gaining power and separating people. It's like divide and conquer, create divisions, create instability so you can create divisions. So uh, what then do we do? We make sure that we keep healing those rifts, keep closing divisions, close the divide, find the intersection, find the unity because together, like, you know, united we stand, you know, that's a saying for a reason. So, yeah, that's why, like, I write oneness in my bio. I just think if if you keep looking for ways that you personally also are trying to create divisions, you're weakening uh, not just yourself but uh, society. You know, if everyone's doing that, that means whoever's coming in to take advantage of those divisions and those divided people will win. So, And which yeah. means that nobody gets to evolve. Yeah, that means we just keep getting conquered. <laughs> so yeah. how do we stop yeah. that cycle? It's, it's by uniting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and with the Black Lives Matter, that's the thing. Like it's all about um, bringing in allies and everyone getting in and helping this smaller group. And that's how, you know, equal rights has gotten through. Like as a gay person myself, I was just like, wow, that felt so good when everyone got in on this and voted Yes, like give the people their rights. It's about time. So, you know, that's I know then what that feels like for another minority when you step in and and give your numbers to that. You know, it's that everyone get in and be united and you can create. That's how you create change. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so the um just wrapping this up so we've got um this weekend the conference it's um qac.queerastrology.com so people can check out the menu order off the menu mm-hmm. right they can yeah. sign up oh it's what's lovely too is that it's so affordable there's no reason not to participate or you know drink of its wonderful wine <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, you know can't beat that with a stick right that's Everything right 
I think there's 38 or 40 speakers. There's so many lectures, there's roundtables, there's social um, like lunchtime areas. I haven't done anything quite like this before. So, yeah, it's a brave new world for most of us, you know, getting onto the digital conferences and digital meetups. So it'll be much bigger than it could have been if it was in person, which is exciting. We'll have people from all over the world as well. So it's a good chance to connect in and, and talk to different people with that one uniting idea of astrology, particularly whether you're gay or straight or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, listening to a new conversation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's so many conversations. There's such a diversity. It's interesting because again, form and content, you know, we talk about diversity and like the very conference itself has so many voices and so many avenues that it's addressing and it's everyone's welcome. Just jump in and, you know, enjoy. And I know it starts Friday, this Friday, July. Yeah. Friday to Sunday. Friday to Sunday. And it starts 4 PM Friday. And, uh, the black astrologers rainbow round table is, is like, they're starting right off with that. And, uh, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Um, so they've got all this, you know, it's just Friday night, you know, the party starts and then Saturday it starts at 11. It goes all the way through my goodness till 835, uh, the last lectures and then Sunday from noon on. So, um, yeah, seven. Yeah. So yep. it's, boy, is that, really- <laughs> it's pretty late. I think what time's mine on? I was thinking it was 830. Um, I'm just, Saturday yeah, 830 on Saturday. You are, oh, yeah, you're in the evening. Uh, yes, the Aussies, they put them on in the evening. <laughs> yes, so for me, that's about 10.30. So anyone in Australia, that's 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning? Um, it, show, it says here, yeah, uh, it says here, I guess this is all Eastern Standard Time. Yes, it is. Saturday, yep. 8.35 p.m., I guess, Eastern Time. So that would be 8.35 a.m. your time? No, 10.30 a.m. Oh, you're, you, you're like. Uh, 14 hours. yeah <laughs> Woo. yes you're definitely on the other side of the world it's... yes there you are you are in the gloria room gloria room. gloria i didn't even know that good gloria i'll write that down now <laughs> the gloria room yeah i love it so uh yes uh, and, uh, and then your the fireside chat what when, when does that take place so that is on the sunday i'm actually looking myself at the schedule to see when that's on i know Oh, it's 3 p.m. Let me look at the times. It's 3 p.m. on Sunday, EDT. I'm pretty sure. Yes, there it is, Intergenerational Women in the Octavia Room. Ah, lovely. And in Australia, that's 5 a.m. on Monday morning. So if you have the all-access pass, you can watch that later. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Cool. So you get all of these lectures to keep because that's quite a lot to get through. So you can uh, go over them at another time. You don't have to watch it all <laughs> in a juggernaut or you can. Right. If you really wanted to geek out. but yeah, Absolutely. It, it keeps you going. And what, what wonderful support, you know, for, um, you know, when you think about the, the, the um, you know, the, the support that's so necessary amongst in the LGBT community, but also, you know, um, outside of it. And just to, to know, I mean, when, yeah, I, I, you know, we just had another death, a trans, a black uh, woman, a transgender woman that was murdered. And it was in the news recently here in the States. And it was of course, you know, heartbreaking. And I just think about what the, the, the level of content here and how beautiful, like somebody could, you know, attend this and they have all the recordings and then it just, it's sustenance. It keeps, it keeps us all going. And then when we're facing a, a tough world that, you know, judges us and, you know, and, and threatens us. And then, and we can, you know, like the way kids with Harry Potter books growing up, you know, yes. they go back to their Harry Potter books and they could feel accepted. Yeah. And, like, and it was a real, year. it made a real community too for those kids and it gave them a different language and a way to view the world and a respect for magic. And I think this is 
similar in that way. And because it's all online as well, you know, you get to meet other people here and stay in contact more easily. Um, we get to encourage each other as well just by being visible, like Hillary in Italy, just by being visible. It just makes all the difference, I think. Yeah. Opening new doors. Yeah. Cool. Well, I am so, um, again, I'm so grateful that you were able to make the podcast and we overcame the Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. yes. It's always a brave move to do things in the Mercury retrograde, I think, especially when you have a few false starts. Yep. You just got to keep getting back in the saddle. So, um, Vanessa, what is your um, your website? Can you give us your Instagram address and how we can find you on social and all that? All yeah, that sure. Uh, it's astroallstars.com, S-T-A-R-Z. And I'm also... Okay, wait, wait. We Americans, we don't say Z. Oh, Z? Z. Z. So, <laughs> I know. S-T-A-R-Z. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm most active on Instagram which is astro underscore all stars with a Z. With a Z or Z if you're in the UK or the um, Australian or yes. Commonwealth. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been doing, uh, like I'm starting to put things together for my own site, so keep an eye on that. I do have the second book coming out, but I'm not really allowed to talk about it very much yet. The publishing oh. date's been pushed back a bit for America, but in Australia it's coming out the 5th of November. So that's particularly exciting. That'll be here before we know it. it so you're coming out in, in Australia before it comes out in the States. Yes, Australia, UK, then the US. Cool. And I, like- I do, I've started doing a monthly podcast, uh, forecast, sorry, I don't have a podcast, forecast with Astrology University. So that's been an interesting, um, another for first as well. So we've just done oh, yeah. Leo season coming up. Your, that's your season. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Leo season. Leo season, yeah. <laughs> season. So, yeah, so you've got lots of good stuff on your plate and uh, definitely want to have you back to talk when your book comes oh, out. I'd love to. Book. I'd love to. It's. I think you'll be right into it and I'd love to have that conversation with you and you'll see why once I can talk about it. Right, yeah. You're like, mm, got to sit on my hand. Oh, it's so hard. I just want to say what it is. Um, yeah, but yes, I would love to do that. I will definitely. And it doesn't have, we don't have to wait till that long either. You know, just, uh, it, yeah, it's just, you're such an inspiration. And I'm, we're so grateful that you're shining your gorgeous Sag light into the world. Oh, thank you so much. And I feel the same with your like bright Leo light. Again, it will make more sense once you see what this book is about. <laughs> can't wait can't wait (laughs) thank you so much for having me and um thank you everyone for listening please get along to the queer astrology conference and support the speakers there absolutely yes all right and so with that we bid everyone adieu have a a fabulous weekend and uh see you at the conference uh we love you all and uh signing off this is Irliana samsara and vanessa montgomery the astro all-stars um, and this is uh, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Um, thank you all for listening. See you next time. Stay cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye for now. <laughs>